What's going on, everybody? And welcome to 2019. And also, Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly podcast for movies that have been rebooted, remade, have a sequel to them, adapted from a source material, and are otherwise unoriginal and uninspired. And whether or not we need those unoriginal and uninspired movies. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this is the first week of 2019, and we're off to a start with no real adaptations, which is a... Yeah. And then it... Stops Stop. being that way. So <laughs> go see Escape Room. It's yeah. the only semblance of originality. You can kind of be like, well, that's sort of like Saw. It's in the same vein as that. But yeah, yeah it's, it's only just, original thing. It's just teen Saw. Yeah. <laughs> PG-13 Saw. Which is fine, I guess. <laughs> Either way, that's not what we're talking about this no. week. This week we are going to start off with uh, what I'm sure everybody else has already seen on Twitter and their top 10 lists yes. for the year. This is going to be anything we want it to be. It doesn't have to be a reboot, a remake, or an adaptation. However, I think most of mine... I have a good mix. Maybe half and half. I have a good mix. That'll be a good thing to look at at the end. Yeah. As well as anticipated movies for 2019. And I think that's it. Maybe a few things that we missed that might have been in our top ten list had we seen them. Yeah. So do you want to just start at our bottoms? We'll go one for one. Yeah, let's do that. All right, good. Start the year off with some power bottoms. <laughs> and it sucks. We talked about this a little bit before. This has been a hard year for my bottom half of my ranking because my top five are locked in. My bottom five are kind of like, it's fluid. They're, it could go from a top, bottom five to a bottom 20. Like, I like a lot of movies. Well, I love five or six of them. And that's been something I've been looking at when I made this list because I feel like there's a lot in here. And this is similar to how I feel about Oscars and Best Picture this year. There's three or four that I'm like, that's what I think of when I think of something. Correct. And then there's a bunch of kind of well-made movies that I don't really think should be... Right. Uh, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, but nothing really... We don't have our three billboards or a Shape of Water this year or yeah, any of these other, like, colossal, straight out of Compton. I, we don't have any of these big oscar Even as much as I feel about movies. one of them, and, we'll, and I'll leave what I'm talking about when I get to the top of the list, even though I feel about that one, I can... I can see if somebody argued me like, yeah, that's not the best picture. I'm like, yeah, you, I get it. That might not be. Right. And I, so I think when I made this list, I really thought of the movies that stayed with me. Yes. Normally that's when what I, I did. When I think of best picture, when I think of the Oscars best picture, to me it has to be a movie that is brilliantly made, mm-hmm. perfectly executed, and innovates a little bit, whether yeah. that's tech or storytelling. storytelling. And I candidly don't think we have any movies this year that I would call game-changing or innovative. I don't, everything just was very well produced. You have some really good scripts and well produced pieces of work, but you're right, I don't see any super game changers on here. And that's how I wound up rounding out my list because I was still working on it last night is that some movies dropped out of my top 10 just because until we started doing this, I had forgotten about them. And if that's the case, then you probably shouldn't be here. That was my other thing was I pulled up, like one that I took off was Overlord because Mm -hmm. I I saw it when I was going through the release schedule. I was like, oh, I loved that movie. It was great. And I was like, I haven't thought about it though i had mission impossible in mind I and i loved out. mission impossible when i saw it but until we started doing this that movie and it's kind of like the series as a whole but like that movie kind of was like oh yeah i forgot about it which made me take it out yeah so okay. it is a good movie it is right and that's my thing is like my, everything after 10 isn't bad like there's going to be stuff on your list that arguably could be on mine i'm like yep that makes sense um so my number 10 is <laughs> using this new technology and youtube decided to release a movie called body yeah so i don't know a thing about this no movie. really so it's a shady film which is slim shady uh movie company i'm familiar yes <laughs> you may have heard of him he raps a little bit uh but it's about 
like underground hip hop battles and the, the the hip hop battle scene, but it's a really twisted way of look. It's super funny and super on the note, but it essentially starts with a guy writing an article about using the in a white guy. I mean, that's important to put on there. A white guy writing an article about using the N word in rap and why you guys feel comfortable doing it and why and what's the difference in variations like when you say it this way when you say it that way it's a humorous way of doing that but then he winds up getting into rap battles himself and it just kind of de-escalates and it's it's hilarious it looks at how rap and hip-hop is both yes a great form of art and a great sport but also super super hypocrisy hypocritical hypocritical with and bigotry and racism and and sexism and all that stuff so it's a fun this is the other weird thing about this year. There's a lot of movies that have been tailor made to me. That's and, the, and a I lot of like my list. Yes, a lot of my list of stuff that it's on my top ten because it's specifically for me. And this is definitely one of those ones. I'm like, yeah, this is my type. Well, of this film. sounds great. Yeah, you would. Is love it, it free on YouTube? It's I don't on know if YouTube. Part of YouTube Red. red I think it's a yeah, it's a YouTube Red thing. <sighs> which is another. That's a problem with why a lot of people haven't seen it is because you've got so many subscription services already that YouTube's just adding another one. Like unless it's Karate Kid, I don't think I'm. Watching. And is it more comedic or is it really like it's a more, fictional? No, eight it's mile. it's more way more comedic. Like so, it's super. I'm trying to think of what the comedy. Almost Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, but it's more, <laughs> it's along those lines, but it's more poignant because the stuff that when they hit, it hits hard. Like it's telling you, like there's so messages. Totally, it almost sounds similar to The Hate You Give or Love Simon, which were two movies this year that I felt like were very funny and heartwarming. But when they wanted to hit, mm. like I would label both of those almost in comedy. Bot- Body is more along the lines of a comedy. I would, I'm trying to think of a, like a black comedy. I don't mean the term black, <laughs> but like as far as a dark comedy, something like um, Black Dynamite, along those lines where it's using oh, that type well, of humor to I make fun of. To yeah, watch it's this great. Movie. It's great. I mean, there's a whole scene in there where they just call out well, all the black people talking about like the greatest hip hop battle rappers of all time, and the white dude comes around and is like, "Well, Eminem's." Like, of course, the white dude brings up Eminem, and it's just that Terrence, type of we moment. We don't have a lot. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great. If you haven't seen it... We're going to keep talking about Eminem, and everybody else will talk about Black Panther, and we will know how the other one feels. (laughs) That's my 10. Great. Well, I think mine is in the similar vein. It's a dark comedy. It's something that was off my radar until yesterday when I watched it, and it immediately became one of my favorite movies of the year, and I don't think a lot of people saw it, and I can prove that because when I rented it at Redbox, I only had a DVD option, and I was... (laughs) A slabbergasted movie still do that? I was stunned. <laughs> well, and it was funny because I rented Love Simon and this movie. Okay. Uh, and Love Simon, when I got the Blu-ray, was like, "No, sir, you know this is a Blu-ray, and you need a Blu-ray player." And I was like, "It's 2019." Of course. I don't think we Every, need to do this. Right. Anymore. I was like, most things. Sell and that. then the next selection <laughs> had no Blu-ray option. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the crowd you were talking to. Which, I get it now. Which I don't know is like going to a vegetarian restaurant in 2018 and them not having a vegan option. Yeah. And they're like, it's vegetarian, but it's all cheese and oats. <laughs> oats are vegan. That's a stupid one. But it's it's a oh God, I love this movie so much. It's Destination Wedding. Okay. The Keanu Reeves romantic comedy, and it's unlike any other romantic comedy I have seen. The sub it opens with like old Italian what are they called? They're just like the black cards with like the nice cursive font on yes. them. Title cards, title or cards whatever yeah. they call them. You'd see the man in the black and white picture do something silly and okay. they would be like, a fine day at the park. Got it. So um, it's super stylized. Then. It's hyper stylized. Okay. And you really only notice it, I think, if you have a like rich not rich, but a 
a semblance of like old Italian film. Because okay. it many ways reminded me of something like The Bicycle Thief or My Dinner with Andre or that that old kind of style of storytelling, this simple story. I know what you're talking There's about. There's only yeah. two people in this movie. There's not one scene where it's not just them talking. I enjoy movies like that from time to time, where it's just like a one-on-one, tit-for-tat, relationship-building type of movie. And the the subtitle, like the first card that comes up is Destination Wedding, and then another one comes up and it says, or a nihilist can never die, a nihilist can't die alone because the whole world will end. Okay. And so you're introduced to Keanu Reeves at this airport. He asks if the plane is going to be on time, and the I, who's the woman in it? There's only is two it, people I should know that. Is I it Winona? Winona Ryder, okay. thank you. yeah. And he walk, and she's like, oh, I Googled the place, and mm-hmm. it has a very good departure rating. And then he takes a step forward, and she goes, oh, I see what you did there. And he's like, what? You got what you needed from me, and you took a step forward, signifying the relationship is done. And that's how this whole movie is. It's okay. those weird little idiosyncrasies in life. It's very Seinfeldian. Got it. Where they'll get hung up on, like, okay. she had man hands. <laughs> and the whole movie is just like scene for scene of them having these small little things. It's very Kevin Smith and how it's written, where instead of just saying a thing, he'll be like, oh, you know, you have uh, Aphrodite eyes. And, and right. she's like, Aphrodite eyes, Aphrodite eyes. You know, the goddess Aphrodite. Well, what is that? Well, it's a phrase. Well, who says that phrase? Nobody. I just coined it. Well, then it's not a phrase. <laughs> it's a phrase. I coined it. No, it's, a phrase is something people say. I just said it. It's, <laughs> it's it. that okay. for about 90 minutes. Okay. And it really is watching these two people Keanu Reeves, who is just so cynical and nihilistic and jaded about every single aspect of life, and Renona Ryder, who is going to Keanu Reeves' brother's wedding, and she's hung up on him from a breakup they had seven years ago. Got it. And it's watching both of these people who hate... They probably hate the concept of love everything. and wedding. I can imagine this, that would be hilarity you would have ensued. And, and coming together in that. Okay. Like, it still is like these two characters are going to fall in their version of love. Right. And not be alone. It's funny. I remember seeing the trailer for that, but then it just went away. And that would explain why it's only available on DVD. But I, mean, I definitely it, do want to check it out. And again, it's it's like, this isn't for everyone. No. This is a hard movie to show people. Because I'm like, do you want to watch Keanu Reeves and Renona Ryder just go tip have for tap. nihilistic <laughs> conversations for 90 minutes with the backdrop of a destination wedding? Is that your thing? No? I do, because yeah. that's what our other show is. Is We're just like, here's bullshit about life. Exactly. And, and that's... A lot of times, shows that, like Scrubs is kind of in line that same yeah. vein. If you like that style of tit for tat, and like I, Kevin Smith's earlier catalog is my life. Like I love it, so I get where you're coming from. Yeah, like, and if you thing. like that kind of like musicality to dialogue, yeah. this kind of like rhythm, and there's just there's nothing else like it that was made this year. That was the other thing that stood out That's a good to point. me. Was nothing else. In, in the tent poles, in the indie movies, and everything in between. I feel like there that's was, usually like a Woody Allen lane. That's usually the type yeah, of it, films that it he It felt like does. a Waiting for Godot type yeah. play. Mm-hmm. And I love Waiting for Godot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so blown away. And it, it keeps you the whole time. It's very engaging. It, it made my list because of that. It's original. It's different. There's nothing else out there. Mm-hmm. It's worth finding. If you have a DVD player, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Blu-ray? I'm sorry. No, you can no. play it too. Could you imagine if Blu-ray players were <laughs> did not play DVD? <laughs> if Sony's next thing was like, we know you want PS2 and PS3 games, but what oops. if we also <laughs> took away DVDs? That's my number ten. Uh, all right, so my number nine um, is a movie that franchise-wise I thought was dead, and then Bumblebee came along, and it brought me so much joy and so much love and heart. I was like, wait, I feel like an, an, a, a nine-year-old kid again. It felt like watching an E.T. or one of those old-school Amblin movies. 
and the 80s, 90s Transformers kind of combined into a mesh. I'm like, that's well, my heart. Well, they made Iron Giant. They did. With with Bumble- and, I'm, and I'm there for it. And I'm there for it 100%. It helped that also the lead was a, a girl, a young girl. That like changes things because it's not being super sexist. And you're like, all right, a young girl. And the music in this movie was phenomenal. Oh, it's on some Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy yeah. shit. I also laughed so hard because the Transformers franchise with Michael Bay is bizarre. <laughs> and I think it's in... Uh, Age of Extinction, when they have to go on a point to be like, this woman who looks 25 is 17. Right. But in Texas, it's okay to want to bang 17-year-olds. <laughs> and then you get to this movie, and they're like, we hired an 18-year-old. Right. It's fine. Yeah, well, we're fine. Not only is she of age, <laughs> she looks much younger than, than the Texan right. Mark Wahlberg's daughter. It was a good movie. My only issue with it was... Bumblebee is the MacGuffin of the film. The Decepticons exist to get him. To so get whenever him. we're not driving that story, we get to like four scenes in a row of like fun antics. Right. And I was like, we can get to the... It's funny because I, I do know... I also have prequel problems. Where is this girl? Where is this girl? One. When I, Bumblebee's under the water, I'm like, I'm not worried about this I main I feel character. like a lot of this movie is set in a world where none of the other ones exist. Because like, the way that movie ends with them coming coming to Earth, like I'm all the other ones, okay I'm, like, I'm okay with now this looking like the jump-off point from now on, which... They also teased me, okay. I just want that Cybertron movie now. Oh, my God. The, the flashbacks of, of the flashbacks that Bumblebee had when freaking uh, Soundwave shot out a tape, and it, I was like, what? Is that my childhood? Opening of this movie, <laughs> yeah, I thought the way I did it Man of Steel, where I was like, no, stay here. Don't switch. Although, look, I get it, because there's some people who are like who are massive Transformers fans who says they spend way too much time with the humans. I am a sucker for that. I like the heart stuff. They also, well, they played You've Got the Touch yeah. from the original animated movie. There's another connection to the animated movie, and I can't remember what it is, but there was something where I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It just, but it was about the kid. It was. The animated movie that everyone remembers with Optimus. It's, it's about still about the, hum- the yeah. relationship with him and Optimus. Right. Um, and I think this one thing that this series hasn't had as a whole is a heart, and this movie had a heartbeat, and it won me you over You didn't like that. the heart in the first one when Shia LaBeouf's parents thought he was masturbating? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I say that jokingly, but I did enjoy that. It's funny. At that time, yes. And I've gone back to watch Transformers 1 now, and that, that's a movie that does not hold up. Well, the pacing's all. a little off. Yeah. I still really enjoy it. I do I'm too. I'm a sucker. It's robots my favorite and one dinosaurs, after this, man. Yeah. Robots yeah. and dinosaurs. Even when it's bad, I'm going to be like, the robots. But did you see that robot? Yeah, fucking Age of Extinction <laughs> sucks. But when Grimlock shows up, I'm like, this was fine. Like, all right, fine. I'm in. Yeah, it's so that's really, my nine is Bumblebee. My nine is another one that I watched. I watched three movies last night. And well, you were cranking them, them out. All of them made my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I moved so many things around. And they're all similar. We'll talk about this after because I actually have a point about it. Um, my number nine, and I think it's on your list too, I believe now, is Eighth Grade. Yes. What a movie. It's I have, higher, but I yes. have two movies that are similar in this, I know your other one. Yes, yeah, these are coming of age movies, and we'll talk about them because I like this one, and I did not care so much for the I, other one. Yeah, <laughs> now we have to talk about it. Yeah, but this they captured eighth grade, one hundred percent. But they did it in like a way where, and I was saying this with our, our my roommate and friend of the show Zane because his point was the technology we didn't have it, but they still make you connect to it. Yes, and my kind of counterpoint was they used that technology the way we used. Aim or used mm-hmm. the mall and the way our like parents in the 80s used 
roller rinks and ski <laughs> lodges. Yes. Even in the seventies, they're out in the woods bowling, with corn right. and bowling. Yeah. Like there, there was an escape. There was yeah. a way to get away. Mm-hmm. And I think even for us, it shows that as much as the technology changes, a the, lot of it's still the same. It's all the same. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. It's it, it's striving to belong. It's yeah. striving to find where you are. And where this is different from my other one, that's much higher in my list, is that it it isn't about your childhood so much as this is about trying to find where you belong before you cross the goalpost. Most coming yes. of age stories, Lady Bird is about, I feel like I'm there and I'm growing up to get there. This yeah. is a movie going, I'm about to do a milestone. I'm about Correct. to get to high school. So I need to know who I am and what I'm doing, and what I want. Right. And it's the cringiest. It's so cringy. Humor. And it works. Yeah. And all these characters feel real and well-rounded. I know every one, of these, smart. every one of these kids in this movie, I know on some level, one well, way or the other. And we, I've been all of them. Yeah. That was my other thing about it, was they have the scene where she's under the desk with the guy, and the guy's just like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I have both been her and, and him. him. Yeah, you've been on both sides. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, one device that I really like in the movie is the, the use of the uh, time capsules, because you have the old one speaking to the... Uh, the, the you did that, right? Yeah, I made I time capsules. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was like, this, that's such a... One, it's something that most people did, so it easily registers. But now with video and the way you can easily watch something, it's so much more hard-hitting because you can physically see how you looked in that past. And well, you can hear how you spoke. And nothing might have changed, but it, I love her talking to her. And those small things like, yeah, I hope you got a boyfriend. I'm like, but nothing's really changed in yeah, that Yeah, she's saying frame? the same stuff, yeah. but she has that like semblance of like, I, and I hope he's nice. Right. And you, and if you, and if you don't, it's okay. It's okay. Like that, that's what her arc is. And I it love starts the, off as this checklist right. and then it becomes, here's the checklist and it would be great if these things happen and if not, you're And I just love you. how she's like, once you get to college, don't worry about it. Whatever happened in high school, you get to reset again and change again. And Life it's, has reset uh, Such a great, I was like, oh, this. And I, I loved her YouTube stuff. I loved yeah. this girl who's had such little experience is saying these like poignant, poignant. Things Everything she was saying was great. Was right. Yeah. Like I was like, these are all great lessons. Yeah. And there's something great about it being juxtaposed by her either not following it or not really having the experience to like to back, back it, it up. up. Like right. it feels like she's just, re- but that's also um, a friend of mine mentioned like, you know, a lot of people now watch YouTube the way that 13 year old girls when we were kids read like romance advice novels. Yeah. Remember that author? There's Those authors, author, author, yeah. Um, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's people just looking for that. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine when I was in college was like, you get stuck on the music you listen to in eighth grade because that's when you didn't have a voice and the right. music and was giving speaking, you the voice. Right. That's kind of what the YouTube is. But like those, I made a joke on our other podcast, One More Drink, where I was like, we all relate to Eminem lyrics, but my mom did not pretend I had Munchausen syndrome. (laughs) You're like, yeah, Yeah. I also hate my mom. She made me eat green beans. There's a form of ethos that you get out and pathos that you get out through that. You may not agree or understand everything tit for tat, but there's something that is is helping you. And it's another one where I'm like, there's just nothing. No one else is doing this. This is no, I want more of these. I like. And again, I, I, I love, this is going to be a weird thing because I think that's the case for a lot of films in my, yeah, they are. Um, but it's a, a young female voice. that it's, A lot of mine are diverse. Yeah. There is a lot of, and I think that's just kind of the industry listening. Uh, I think we're like getting, yeah, we're getting better with There's a little that. bit more diversity. Yeah. Let me, let me actually do a little count here. <laughs> that one I don't think counts because it's everyone. Uh, female, person of color, person of color. 
White man, white man. Yeah, actually, I look at my list. No, I'll go straight. back through. Half and half. I'm 50-50. I almost got 80, 80 20. Um, but yeah, no, I, eighth grade, when we get to mine, we won't have to talk about it again, but yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Um, uh, number eight for me, uh, I think it was on your list until yesterday, is, was The Hate You Give. Yes, good. <laughs> I'm glad it's still on yours so we can still talk about it. Yeah, I uh, knocked mine out for a movie that I found very similar to it, which is next on mine. Gotcha. Um, similar in, in tone. Okay. And in, and I guess in kind of what it's saying and what it's about. Y- and from the same studio. I know where you're going. And from yeah, a yes. white perspective. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the well, same because the difference. But it is a perspective that yeah. we'll talk about. It right, right, they're right. not that different. But no, The Hate You Give, I loved. I read the book or read the book, audio read the book right before going to this movie. So I was already amped to see it. And the movie, while doing some changes here and there, it still got its point across. And I think it was a very poignant look that is a little more palatable than I just saw Bill Street today. Um, I think they're trying to tell the similar social economic, social like stories. Yeah. I just think this one is more everybody can watch where I feel like Bill Street's a lot like watching a Terrence Malick painting sometimes where it's so slow moving and so beautiful to watch. It doesn't quite resonate as well as this. And I think the use of code switching, the use of like, there's a lot of things in this film that I feel everyone should do. Uh, We've had the talk when we actually did the episode. The problem I think that they messed up marketing is they made it more about the shooting and that yeah. was their focus as opposed to this girl trying to deal with the ramifications of losing her friend within this world where she has to balance both sides. I think that's the story that needs to be brought out more. And I think that's why this movie resonates so much with me. Because I've been in a situation where you got to code switch where you got to act way one way around yeah. another person. And um, it just hit, hit hard for me. I think that's what I liked about it was it really showed in a very accessible way yeah. what people are going through. And I think it it took a perspective from like people of color and women of color and made it relatable to everybody yeah you never really feel isolated watching it and you never really feel as a white person guilty well that's what this movie does a great job of and i think bill street doesn't do which i get why you do it that way but yes it makes it oh look i get it we're the villains (laughs) yeah we don't have a great reputation right now but and even like the white character in it watching him like learn correct it really gave the white audience, the right eyes to see through of like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I've definitely thought that I'm not being problematic, but like when, maybe it's my get out thing where I'm like, he needed to get away at the end and not go to jail so that dumb white people wouldn't feel like, better. Like, but not even feel better, but I feel like the lessons in get out are about subtle racism. And if he went to jail at the end, white people would have been like immediately shut off. Yeah. They're and like, they would have been like, it's so horrible. That yeah. This yeah. Happens. Yeah, and nobody no, would have taken a right. step back to look inward. Correct. You needed that plucky yeah. man, that TSA agent who has a preposterous yeah. car. Correct. And even with hate you give while you still have quote unquote, a, a wrapped up or cleaner ending. It still isn't. It's built on hope. Because sadness is still existing. It's just built on oh, hope, well, not nobody, necessarily a bad... Nobody wins. No. Because <laughs> what you want to happen doesn't happen. Correct. The guy gets off the hook. Right. Which yeah. is real. It's... And, yep. And that... Oh, God. The movie had so many great moments. And her uncle's like, well, you know, I'd probably... I would have done the same thing. White versus black. Yeah, and he's and a I'm black, black cop. And yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you got the best friend who's just saying some just foul, vulgar stuff to her. Yeah, it's oh, just that it's, little bitch. <laughs> I just 
I just want the worst for her. <laughs> my movie has a character like that too, where I'm like, God, I just hope something awful happens. Like just something. I just hope you get like tarred and feathered. I at want your next Bumblebee school. to come trash like, your car. I want you to rush a sorority and get yeah. like beat with dead fish, and yeah. then the sorority doesn't let you in. What's and what's really sad about which this, which is real like, for me because I went to Glenbrook South, and our rival Glenbrook North got in trouble for hazing for hazing the women. With, everybody who might people are listening will be like, Oh yeah, yeah, the, that makes sense. Fish. I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, when they were national news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every film has one of those characters you just, especially these, because these are like teen angst films. Anytime you have a teen and film, you're going to, and they're all real characters. These people actually exist. That's what I mean. It's like her yeah. doing this, you're like, oh, I fucking, you little, yeah. Yeah. you're real. <laughs> you're out there in the world. Yeah. Like there's no Thanos. <laughs> Nobody has a gauntlet that's going to snap and disappear me. Yeah. But there are people watching the news <laughs> and saying these awful, yeah. awful things to people. You little you conniving shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. when she smacks her. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just berates her with the comb. One of the greatest scenes. Like, are you, am I a threat now? I'm like, oh, this is so brilliant. This oh, is brilliant. the awards. <laughs> I love it. This is why I can't vote for awards. It's like, I would give them to all of Yes, these. they should have them all. <laughs> um, so that's my eight. Hate you give. My eight. And now I realize I should have just made it eighth grade because of the numbers. But whatever. <laughs> I do like this movie more. Uh, this will round out the three that I watched yesterday. <laughs> They're all at the bottom, so you can tell I was like, these are on there, but I haven't had it sink I, in one. They haven't melted enough to know where exactly. It's yeah. Love, Simon. And okay. what I'll say about both Love, Simon and The Hate You Give is that they balance this, like, John Hughes comedy tone with these, like, poetic acting moments. Yeah. With these incredible scenes that aren't in any John Hughes movie I can think of. And I love John Hughes, but there's no scene with Simon and his mom. Right. There's no scene... Uh, I guess I never gave you a good black role model. No, you just gave me yeah, a good, good role, role model. model. Like yeah. that doesn't really exist in those movies, and I think that's why these. I, I I finished Love Simon, and I will make the argument that it is one of the best romantic comedies of all time. Yes, I can of agree with time. that. I can agree. It's if not I was on my list, but I agree with it. List, yeah. I would do oh, that. if it was a top twenty, this is definitely in there. I think. I think Fox Searchlight really because this is both of their films. This one and that one. Yeah. I think they have two great films that tell two separate sides of a minority, if you will. And that's the other thing. That's kind of the other reason I was like, I'll bump out the hate you give and put in Love, Simon, because they're kind of in a similar yeah. storytelling structure. But like, again, watching him go through this high school, and it, it, they make all these characters relatable, even though you're not a one-to-one -one ratio. Correct. I'm not a gay man. I'm not a right. black girl. But I understand what these characters are going through because they do a good enough job painting high school. Oh, yeah. They do a good enough painting secrets and love and figuring out who you are and... There's, there's just so many scenes that really show that even he isn't comfortable in this skin yet. Right. He's gay, but he doesn't really know how to objectify men with his friends. <laughs> right. he, there's a whole sequence of him trying on gay, gay Googles queen. how do yeah. gay men dress. <laughs> like there, there's so much discovery in this movie and so many funny moments juxtaposed with scenes of, of the most understanding and sensitive parents Ever. Oh, those parents are great. When his dad, when Damal is just talking about the jokes I made, and we that means we spent four years going to movies and walking the dog together, and we didn't know, and going through the ringer of his friends and watching him break those friendships and rebuild them yeah. in that little piece of shit <laughs> who was blackmailing him. And when he does it and you figure it out and he turns around, he's like, I didn't realize that people would be like this. Yeah. And he just 
bites his ear off. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it really shows you the plight that people go through, I think. It really does a good job of giving you this traditional romantic comedy. Just with a new, I want to say no new skin because that feels like it's It's a new point of view. Right, yes. It's a new way of looking at it. And that makes it original. That makes it it new. I've never watched a gay romantic comedy before. All the... All the gay movies I've had access to before are Call Me By Your Name and yeah. these other movies that make it this like painful, like it's so angsty, awful, yeah. and it's drenched. Like my life is in ending. And, Which, as a teen, you do feel that. I feel like it's those are a little bit more. This is a movie that isn't reaching for an Oscar. This correct. is a movie that That's really just, just wants to show telling you, you this point of view. It's another snapshot. But yeah. where Love, Simon, and 8th Grade are different is 8th Grade is really just a snapshot of 8th Grade. This is a more traditional narrative of the beginning, middle, and end yeah. and a character arc. This yes. isn't just kind of a character study. This is a real Right. 8th Grade's more of a character study. And, and it's also fascinating that both uh, Love, Simon, and Hate You Give are essentially based on teen novels, which is pretty... Right. Like, you can make teen novels about... Good stories besides vampires and werewolves. That would be wonderful. <laughs> I would rather have sex with many of the people in these movies than a vampire. <laughs> but I'm not a young teen girl, so, so I don't so get the appeal. So I miss my audience. That's not me. So maybe, I don't know. Whatever you're into, I guess. Um, number seven for me is an early film, a small little horror film, which I feel like if Venom had half the quality of this, we would be, all be better for it. It's called Upgrade. Um, yeah, that's one that I haven't seen. Oh, yet. it's so much fun. It's essentially a, if Venom and Robocop had a kid, it would be this crazy little horror movie um, that I believe I'm, I'll have to look it up. I'm not sure who's actually directing it or producing it, but I believe it's people who are involved with like Saw and Insidious and stuff like that. But um, it takes place as a guy who basically his wife is killed in a car accident. He's killed in a car accident and well, not killed. He's paralyzed in a car accident. And to get his feeling back in his body, he takes this illegal procedure to get it done. And in doing so, he gets this AI basically in his head that's talking to him. And then whenever he gets into danger, just self-controls itself and goes on autopilot. And it just starts murdering anybody that's after him. It's bananas. And the way it's shot, the way it's done. I, do you like sci-fi and horror, which my brain does? I like weird, trippy-ish like this. This is right in my wheelhouse. It's fun. It's I feel it's sort of new, even though it's blending stuff together. It's a new concept. It's probably one of the only non-adapted or original things on, on my list. Right. Um, with, with the white guy. It's one of the one films that has that, but it's entertaining. And I left that theater like, oh my God, like I've seen something new. You know how you get that those tingles every now and you leave a theater like, yeah. that was the one. This was the movie that I left that theater like, oh, that was the one. Like that was fantastic. I have that on mine. That's my second one where I'm like, there it is. That's yeah. what I was looking <laughs> yeah. for this year. Yeah. Um, my number seven, and this is, I'll make my kind of bigger case of why these bottom four movies are kind of the same. Uh, my number seven is Game Night. Yes. Which to me is just this like wonderful new breed yeah. of comedy. And it really represents to me what was a year I like of comedy. comedy. Comedy is really good. I don't have any it's on my list. It's been but, so long, yeah. Terrence. Yeah. Since I've seen good original I have four comedies. comedies that I can rip off right now that I'm like, yeah. This blocker's tag. I can yeah, just run Yeah, those three down. and then I would, I would add Instant Family. If you gave me those four, yeah. I can watch those back to back and I'm like, this is a good time. And like, and Game Night just nails it. Yeah. it it's not reaching. No. It's never like offensive. It's never like a shock value. There's no like, even, but I love Anchorman and Talladega Night, so I don't want to use those as the example. 
Um, it's not like a Holmes and Watson or like a worse version of Will Ferrell. It's not just loud and crazy. It's smart and intelligent Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really have much to say, but all its characters are so well-rounded and so inventive. And the way it's even directed where like every establishing shot looks like a board game game. and game pieces and these kind of like competition with his brother and the way everybody works. Just it, the way that movie ends, like with the end credits and you're going through the whole setup of the security man like in his house. I was like, that's great. brilliant. I was it's like, brilliant. I, I haven't had a comedy like this yeah. in years. And it's, again, I said that like it's movies that stay with you. It is. Game Night is one of the movies this year that I came out so early, but I just probably once a month, I'm like, I could put on Game yeah. Night. Yeah, Game Night and Blockers both back to back were two comedies. I'm like, oh, this is a, like, we're starting to get it again. We're in it. And yeah. that's what I mean. Even with like Love, Simon, Eighth Grade, Destination Wedding, Game night, blockers, tag, instant family. There's almost enough for us to have one a month. And yeah. I just, we haven't had this era of comedy since like the, the eighties yeah. even like we went through kind of the nineties had like clerks and this, and the thousands had all the Apatow stuff right. and the anchormans and the Will Ferrell stuff. And I feel like probably since the hangover and bridesmaids, I say those are the last two big two. Um, because I know Girls Trip did, but that was like a, a unicorn because it was a black audience. Yeah, yeah. You don't really have a comedy or a, a comedy styling that has kind of just blown up. But this is the first year that kind of gave us a renaissance. Like, okay, I, there are people working in the in a vein to get some stuff going. Because um, I profitable again, they're yeah. making money, they're being respected. Yeah. We're kind of we're getting back there a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I it, it's not on either of our lists, but blockers. If you haven't seen that, you it should. was almost on my list. If I didn't have game night, if I if you're picking a comedy like I want well, I, I want one to it's represent it's so stupid to be like I want my top 10 list to be well rounded it I, also should just be my 10 favorite yes, movies and that's, and that's what I wound up doing because I was like for a while there, I was, I was forcing a comedy in there and I don't and I think these comedies could any of them be in my bottom 5 it's just like if I'm thinking of my specific top 10 this is what I'm doing I'm not going to put a comedy in just for the hell of this list <laughs> um, my number 6 we can go ahead and go through it's 8th grade that's where my 8th grade is so we've already talked about it right my number six, I've never cried in a movie before until I saw A Star is Born. <laughs> like a baby. Like a grown, like a baby. Like a big baby with a pacifier in his mouth. I cried. Oh my God, yeah. Bradley Cooper. I don't even know what else there is to say about this that we haven't already said on yeah, the show. Yeah, we have a great episode about but that one. this is what chemistry with Bradley Cooper and a girl looks like. Yeah. This are, these are two honest people trying so hard to be together despite this like changing in art and generation and the way this movie navigated what music is and what it's about and how you can be the kind of person that believes you need to have something to say and how you can also be like maybe it's just something fun and they juxtapose this journey with like the guy who he believes in it but he's washed up and the girl who maybe doesn't have much to say but is blowing up and they use that backdrop to create the most real relationship and this love letter to old Hollywood, old Hollywood filmmaking. Yeah. Incredible. It's funny because I've talked about how much I love this movie to a, grand, a bunch of people, and it's on my list. Um, and there have been people who come back to me and will say that they didn't believe the chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And I kind of just wanted to be Fools. like, I don't no longer want to have a conversation with you because like, there's nothing that we can talk about because that those two were oozing with chemistry from the moment I can think of I'm, and I'm still playing it back in my head I can think of the moment when he first saw her on at the bar and he saw her to the moment at the end of the grocery store scene when they're in the parking lot it's one of the greatest like 15 minutes of cinema that I've seen yeah. of characters developing their relationship together I adore this movie and 
I, I can't speak of enough about how much I it's feel about so this movie. Good. It's a great it's movie. So and like you're right. Good. We and it's funny because I've seen I had because of the nature of our show, I had watched the previous ones before. So I knew the tail end of this movie. Didn't matter. Still ball like a like a oh, yeah. fucking kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> um and we talked about it on our show how they cheat at the end. It's a cheat code when you like don't you don't you cut back to oh you son of a bitch you cut back to Brad oh. <laughs> you son of a gun oh I feel like this is a movie that's going to get a lot of Oscar nomination whether it be just her whether it be directing and picture like and song for sure this is going to be oh, in the zeitgeist for for most song. of us it has to they're like I said on the show though they are putting shallows up more than they are putting up the ballad at the end which I think is incorrect that's way of stupid. doing that yes it's <laughs> very dumb. Unless you want to give it to Miles Morales scene, Sunflower. Right. Because I will also give <laughs> it Because I will Oscar take that, that as well. Um, so then my number five is uh, T'Challa and Black Panther. Um, I Doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago that that came out? Like I almost I had like to look years? to make sure that that was still in this year. That's how long ago this film. Like, oh, February. No, that's definitely still that's this year. That's how long this feels, year was and how yeah. impactful that movie was. <laughs> right. That I was like, it's been there forever. <laughs> Especially since we got, I was listening to, I think it was Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, Fat Man on Batman, and, well, now it's Batman Beyond, but, like, he was talking about how, like, we got T'Challa, ooh, Wakanda's here, and then we got to see T'Challa disappear in the same year. Like, like that seems like it's in a lifetime. I think that's also why it feels far away, because yeah. I'm like, well, how will he come back? <laughs> <laughs> like, you did all of that in one year? What the hell? Yeah, no, um, he's the guy who Irish goodbyes a party, but everyone <laughs> loves him when he's there. Right. Um, but I adored this film, and it's funny because actually, I mean, honestly, this one—I don't. This one's not on your list, but it's on mine because as a black male, this meant more. Like this meant the world to me, and I just remembered—I remember the feeling of when this movie came out. People were going into theaters in like all their African garb. It was and like it the was first so time. unapologetically yeah. African. <laughs> right. That's my favorite thing about it. Whenever I watch it, I'm just like, wow, they really just yeah. were like, fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> right. Which yeah. they should do. They it's should. the same way when you see Coco and you're like, oh, they're, oh, just, they're just straight up embracing They were it. in it. And, Great. And I get that. And I love that because we've talked about that on before for some movies. Sometimes just put it all out there. It will break the barriers if you're telling a good enough story or that like if there's something that I don't understand, I'll get it. I think we were talking about that in Crazy Rich Asians. Like, I'll get it in just the subtext yeah. or the context of what you're giving me on screen. And I think they just go for it. And I just remember I, every time I think about that movie, because I watch this I watch this movie and another movie on my list probably every other month or once a month. But this movie, every time I think about Black Panthers, that last line from Killmonger. And this is like, I just rather, bear, <laughs> instead of being being in bondage, I'd rather you bury me at sea with my ancestors. And I'm just like, whoa, didn't you let them get away? Yeah, okay, My only issue with the movie, and it's why it's not here, is they took, it's my low-key problem in Thor 1. I've got this interesting backstory. Here's all the things I want. It's not about the throne. It's about representation. It's about helping other black people. It's about this. It's about resources. It's about how you guys don't do anything for anybody ever. Let's go kill everybody. <laughs> it's actually just about revenge. <laughs> like, well, that's fun. Yeah. You almost had a, like... And they do still. Like, one of the best superhero villains of all time. But I'm like, he's almost like a... Joker, Dark Knight level. Right. And there's a lot of superhero movies this year where I'm like, ah, it's almost the Dark Knight. Yeah. It's almost there. And we're probably never going to hit that that's level. A, that's of, a hard button to reach. And so we've been so close we a have few been. times. We've we have been, been so close. Yeah. 
All right, my number five is uh, is Green Book, ah. a movie that I really like, and the family who it's about hates, <laughs> <laughs> which made made me. I really sat and I was like, should this not be on there? Because I don't have Bohemian Rhapsody on here. Because as much as I love that movie, the inaccuracies are keeping me from it. Mm-hmm. But now we're in my top five. And goddamn, if I didn't think this was just a well-made movie, it's a very if well-made this is movie. Just a, it's a shame that Vigo has to go be dropping ends. Yeah, it's a shame that the family is pissed off. But I will be damned if this doesn't win Best Picture. It's 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 definitely. I think it. I think it's a race between this and another film. Um, what, I think this and The Star Is Born are probably going back and forth as to what Hollywood picks as their best film. And I yeah. and I feel like, and I think I've mentioned this to you before. I feel like Green Book's got unfortunately the the caveat that the family doesn't like it and a lot of black audience are kind of like you played this a little too safe so I don't know if the academy is going it to be like freaked safe, out. It was pretty safe but I really just like both of their characters. I can watch Mahershala read the phone book yeah, and, I'm, this, and I'm in it. This is a movie that to me really nailed what character growth is and whether or not it's accurate or not this really was a movie of taking people from two very yeah. different walks of life and having them meet in the middle and really taking this kind of closed-minded Italian rough around the edges guy and turning him into his potential and making yeah. him kind of see beyond his own limitations. And it took another guy who's on top of the world and realizes he's alone. Correct. And really his fight to not be alone anymore, despite his challenges and really accepting that there are people who want to help him despite with the backdrop of horrible racism. <laughs> it was super, super. And it was so funny and charming. And I it's think, not a feel good I movie, think you but it feels so good. I think you having one of the Fairley brothers to direct it helps put comedy in in moments when you feel tension. And I think it's I think it's a perfect balance of comedy. I like this movie a lot. It's not in my top 10. If you, if you gave me like top 13, it's probably right there. Like it's right there on the cusp. The only reason it's not is because I think it's... A, it doesn't move me because of its safeness as much as some of the other films on this list. Right. But I do think that this is a movie that everyone should see and it should definitely be in the best picture. Comp- if not the best picture of the year, it should definitely be in the top two or three as far as what people say is the it's best picture It's also another movie. movie that's almost just two people. And I kind of like when you can just give me this snapshot of two people learning about life. I honestly feel the best scenes in this movie are the two of them. Him in the front seat of the car, him in the back yeah. seat of the car, and stuff they do in Absolutely. that is fantastic. Absolutely, that's yeah. the best. Because they also take a character who isn't racist, but every now and then just, is a little racist. Just, and it's more so from his inheritance and like what he's grown up around and what he's grown Like, I don't think he himself, it doesn't feel like he's racist. It just feels like he's got a lot of misconceived notions about people from his past experiences until he actually, it's a thing that we always say with, race, with some racist people. If you've never been around one, or for somebody who's of a different race or a different ethnic or a different sexuality than you, then yes, you might be able to have that. But once you get around them, you're like, well, they're just like everybody freaking else. Right. And that's what this whole movie is kind of about. Out. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love it. And it was so Italian. That's what I <laughs> love about it. Super it. It Italian. So Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just, my, my dumb brain was like, hey, yeah, this is pretty <laughs> much what it is. I don't know if the black stuff is right, but, but damn. But, but they got this guy correct. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, and the black stuff is, like, I love the whole thing. I kind of wanted to bring this up, the whole stuff in the back, because we didn't get to talk about this on our show. The stuff in the back of the car when he's going through the whole thing and uh, Vigo's character is bringing up all the artists that he knows and all the black artists. like, you don't know this. And that just that look on his face and saying, I am black, but I don't, I'm not, that's not 
what all black people do. Like I don't. I know also that just love being as like you know you can play it, but do your own. Do thing. your own thing. Yeah. No one plays it as well as me, me though. Yes. Like oh damn. Yeah, that's great. No, it's a, it's a really well done movie. Um, so my number four is a small little indie film called Searching. Came out or I think around the summer of this year. It's with John Cho. I believe it's the first time director. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for this and I was like, oh, I need to see that because it, it, it looks like it's sort of using the gimmick of unfriended where it's basically yeah. everything's being done through a monitor, a computer monitor or some type of social media screen or video or feedback, which that is the case, but it supersedes its gimmick. Like the gimmick is just there to basically create a new whodunit type of story that TV and film have always been doing, but give it to you in a style that I was on the edge of my seat from start to finish of this movie. Like it's really intense. And I think honestly, one of the top three screenplays that I've seen in the last like five to six years. Like I think this movie screenplay wise is phenomenal and is acted and put together in a way that created a intense package from start to finish. My wife and I left that theater like, well, damn, I, I went in wanting to see this movie and it, and it exceeded my anticipation uh, by, ten, by leaps and bounds. My number four is also a small movie that nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is, this is a movie they made for just you. for me. For you. And it's mid-90s and it's yeah. Jonah Hill's first movie. And I, I understand all the criticism about this movie. There's almost no real story. There's almost no real character arc. But my God, <laughs> if it is not just you. the 90s. This is your movie. This is shot like it's in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. There's no like... There's like Bojack Horseman jokes in that show where he's like driving his like car and he's singing a grunge song from Seattle and the joke is like, look how 90s it is. But that's usually how things in the even in the 80s right. are. Is they're just like, oh, everybody is doing this. And this was a movie that just like, sure, Street Fighter 2 is there and he's playing PlayStation 1 and they're listening to the music. But it just really looks like an old vintage All the rap 90s posters. photo. Yeah. 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 And I really liked it, too, because to me it was a story about a kid trying on different, I don't want to say clothes, but personalities. Mm -hmm. Like, it opens, and he's got his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle blanket, and he's got this, and he sees one person and starts emulating them. It's, yeah. And it, it's a, to me, that's what that part of growing up is. I don't expect a lot of character change when you're, when you're 12. Yeah. I don't. The same, it's my same thing with eighth grade. Was she going to become a super confident person in a week? There's a great it's shot in that stupid. movie, because I'd done that when I, I had my, all my Ninja Turtles, and I came home one day. And I took all my turtle stuff down and started putting women posters, like, post plaster all over. That's me. not who yeah. I am <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah. And he, and he's so not ready for any of it. No, and it it becomes a a movie about doing things for everybody else to fit in when you don't have to. Mm. When these people will accept you for who you are. The next real arc for that character is to learn that they'll like him for him. Correct. Because this whole movie is him doing jumps to impress them, going yeah. to parties to impress them, getting to that car accident to impress them. At the end of the movie, the, like the leader, the coolest guy there is him going, Dude, you don't have to just do any of this. You, right? like, you don't yeah. need to be this person. And when he calls out his brother. Yeah. And it just, re and when he like, because he looks up to his brother when he realizes that his brother's a loser and yeah. his mom is a loser. And they almost put him on this road where he's going to be one of the two people in the skate crew. He's going to be the one who's working hard to go to college or the party or guy the party. who gets into a drunk driving accident. Yeah. And it really, I think, shows you that when you're a child, those are the roads in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's not really about growth. It's about really seeing that you're at an age where if you turn left, you're on that path. Yeah. But you're young enough where you could go right or yeah. go or zigzag or do both. And 
I just thought it was so good. It's a well done film. Um, it's not on my list, and it's funny as you were talking. I think I like it more now after seeing Eighth Grade and loving Eighth Grade. I like more things you have to in get- mid nineties. I, I, my old my only issue, and I think I said this to you, it gives me the who, what, when, where. I feel like the why is missing, and for me, being that I am not of that generation yeah. and I am not of that skateboard cult like all of that kind of misses me i need a why for me to fully connect whereas eighth grade i was in that so i got i, think I was the able movie, to connect that the more. movie makes you work for the why yeah it really makes you like you have to catch how bad this mom is right you really have to like catch how sad this brother is you really have to like pay attention to what these characters are doing and when he gets into the fight with the other kid his age and he because the why is really just practicing who you are the why to me is like all of these things exist for you to see what you like okay and and the choice that ultimately is his downfall is the reason of like here's why you don't need to do that right because these choices will have consequences massive consequences these will and it's perform the acting in this movie is great my god i think uh, uh, overall for this year, all the films that took actors that were relatively unknown and made a film around them, this one, eighth grade, I think Roma, which is not on my list, but it would be if I had a top 15, all those movies that take an actor that's not that well known and use them are better for it because it makes us kind of not have to see them as other people. We're just like, oh, this is who this person right. is and I'm seeing this for the first time. Um, we're in the threes now, My right? number three is a little animated flick, the only animated movie on my entire list. Is it the same one? Should we both just talk about it's it? It's Mr. Miles movies? Morales. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I'll let you go. You said it first and then I'll, I'll chime in. I, I could talk about this for, I did you are a, You are a much massive, more massive Spider-Man fan than I am. I walked out of this theater like, I think, I think Spider-Man might be my new guy. Like I walked out of this theater from top to bottom, comedy, action, the way it looked visually. I sat there and just, I sat in the theater for like a good five minutes after the credits stopped rolling. Like, I don't know what I just saw because that changes how I expect animated movies to be. And I love both Incredibles 2 and Wreck-It Ralph 2. Don't hold a candle. Not even remotely close. Don't hold it. Because I'll tell you what the problem is. Those are two movies from different animation studios that are interchangeable. This is an animated movie that you've never seen before. This is like the first time we saw Toy Story. It is. And we walked out and we're like, wow. (laughs) They can do this. This was Mario jumping out of the pipe Mm -hmm. in Super Mario 64 and that Lagatou doing a 360 around him. And you'll never have that experience again. again. You'll never do it. And this is one of those movies where you sat down and from beginning to end, I was just in a museum. Yeah. And it's the first Spider-Man movie that the city feels lived in mm-hmm. and feels the, the hip hop, the graffiti, the urban set. This is what a city is like. Yeah. All the other movies don't have this. They all have the like generic New Yorkers like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all it is, of all us. All of the movies are very Let's generic. Let's get the cranes in a right. fucking line for Spider-Man and throw trash at the Green Goblin. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the homecoming is probably the best New York, but even that, you don't get a lot of it. It's a high school that yeah. feels lived in. Right. This is a tangible... 
And these little snapshots of his old school and the girl that misses him in this new school and him feeling uncomfortable and the forest outside yeah. of New York oh, and the laboratory so yeah. and the like underground sewer with They're his uncle. They're all different. And, and, and be- his uncle's apartment yeah. and their condo. and Yeah, it's a visually stunning movie. I've, I saw it once in Regal and I saw it in 3D, which I don't normally like 3D. My God, this 3D was fantastic. And this was Miles' story. It is. And, and that's what yeah. my big fear was, that it was going to be everybody's story. But this from start to finish was the story of a kid who's, Again, all of these have the same thing in common. These are all people trying to figure out Coming who they age, are. Coming of age, realize who these, they are. Yeah. yeah. These are all stories. I feel like that's stories. a good part of most of our list, actually. It really is. That's <laughs> yeah. what I mean. It's like yeah. this was the year of coming of age yeah. movies and really watching Miles not even know how to relax. And, and it's the only Spider-Man movie that deals with legacy. Yeah. This is the only one where he's living up to be something. That it isn't just this blank road ahead of him. I guess Homecoming is like Iron Man and the Avengers. Yeah. But there's, there's a literal But it's a mantle, right, of Spider-Man that exists. Um, yeah, this is brilliant. And you get the... the and the soundtrack, Terrence. Soundtrack Top is brilliant. five album of the year Oh, not at all. Like, this Holy is, hell. It's funny because two of the soundtrack, three of the soundtracks on my movie list are also on my soundtrack. Like Black Panther, this, and then my, uh, what you said, uh, Star is Born is on, yeah. is in there. Like it's, this is a nuts year for soundtracks for movies. But yes, Spider-Verse, if you haven't seen it, I don't know what the hell you're doing. It's fantastic. I know... It's weird because I do have some people who are who are adults and like, oh, it's an animated movie. I won't see it. Screw that. You owe it to yourself. If you watch comic book movies, if you just like movies, period. I just it's think made this like a hundred and ten worldwide now. Yeah. I think like we're we're past like opening weekend and Christmas weekend. People were nervous. Right. Now I think we're we're good. Yeah, and I I have a this will win. Best animated. Oh, if it doesn't, I we're right. I will burn <laughs> we're down. <laughs> The Academy. And it will be easy to do, Terrence, because Hollywood Boulevard is a tinderbox. <laughs> Have you been there? It's just booze and booze-flavored yes. piss from homeless people. We can set I'll it ablaze. I'll throw a match, and, it's and it will be like that scene in T2. <laughs> it won't even matter. <laughs> right. And then just my traffic to work will be easier. That's all we'll lose. The commute will be fine. I'll have less sex and smoke shops. Because <laughs> if you've never been to Hollywood Boulevard, That's, it is a cesspool. That is it. It's dirty. Um, so that's both our number three. So it's back to me. Back to you. My number two, which I feel is probably your number one. It's a little guy with a big glove. Yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> uh, this, um, spoiler, that's my number one. Um, it's Infinity War. My God. Uh, so we, we what, what, 18 films up to that point? 17 films up to that point? And I never, like, I liked Avengers 1, especially at that time. Avengers 2, bah, whatever. Um, but I knew that with the Russo brothers in hand that I'm like, okay, this could be great. What I got on that screen was much more than I anticipated because right. it's, it's a Thanos story. And that's why I watch it over and over again because it's you're getting an Ocean's Eleven story with all the rest of those guys coming around together. But it's his story and him collecting the stones. And, did you and that's see, fascinating. Did you see this thing where Netflix calls him a sociopath they changed in the description it. They and they have had to change it because yes. people were like, no, no, no. But hold on. I know what a sociopath is. I've looked it up. This is what he actually is. God, I hope in Endgame, and they'll never do this, but I was like, I would love it if like one country – or somebody, a leader, someone, anyone, is like, so this horrible thing has happened, but we're thriving. But he was right? <laughs> like, we're well, so much I better community-wise? I think they said that in Endgame, the general public won't know about Thanos. Right. They're going to have this event called the Decimation. No one no, knows what it was except the superheroes. Right. 
But I was like, it would be kind of great if there was, if just somebody anywhere, like even on the back of the screen, was just like, like, this is the best economy we've seen I'm, in years. I'm doing so much better. Um, just to make it even more like, oh, God. Yeah. And there are so many moments in Infinity War. There's the, because we get new characters meeting each other. Like the I, Thor, and, Thor and Rocket talking to each other on the ship is one of the saddest and yeah. best moments in the entire film because you just realize all the stuff that Thor has been through. I don't think I've met so many people who are like this movie throws out what Taika Waititi did. I disagree. They I don't gave think him it does. An eye back. Right. Taika did more than that. Right. And I don't like Ragnarok that much. <laughs> but let's not sit around and be like, hey, give him his eye. Yeah. Uh, he's still dealing. His with... His dad is still gone. If like, anything, they're doing all the emotional beats that, that Taika Waititi. Ignore. There you go. Yep. Like, that's exactly what's happening. All the stuff that we kind of joked over in Gloss, and I am one of the people who actually really enjoy Ragnarok. Most people do. Got it. <laughs> I am alone on this island. I don't hate it. I just hate parts of it so much. But I do note that sometimes when emotional weight should have, like when his dad is basically evaporated, there's really no moment to stick. And like, granted, Hela comes right away, but there's no moment to have that. He has That's that in fine. this movie. The Death Star explodes, right. and Luke manages to find five minutes yeah. to be sorry about his dad. Right, so we don't have <laughs> any of those moments in this movie, but right. I think we get that in Infinity War. So my second one... Uh, my number two, which is another movie that almost nobody saw. I have a very good range of movies everybody saw and movies nobody saw. Assassination Nation is my number two. And let me tell you, if you haven't seen this movie, this is what I mean when I say I want something that's poignant, culturally, and significant. And I was kind of going through the whole year going, I don't really have my Ingrid Goes West yet. I don't have my, uh. like, indie darling. I don't have my weird, quirky movie, this heightened version of our society. Yeah. And my God, did I get it. <laughs> this movie, man, takes everything going on with technology, with privacy, with social media, with the way we communicate and engage and date, and it wraps it into this... George Orwellian world yeah. where privacy doesn't matter and the consequences are huge and if you do one thing you're going to blow your head out and it's super stylized and it, it deals with everything that I feel like millennials go through. It even like flashes a joking trigger warning before it just runs down the gambit of like social media, trigger <laughs> warning, trans, race, da, 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 da. and it juggles all of these themes so well until it climaxes in what is just a war, a literal war of generations. Yeah. And I, I loved it. It was crazy and over the top and insane. It's nuts. But it, it is a nuts movie. Oh, I love it. So I and it had so much to say. It does. It was one of the few movies this year where I was like, this really has something to say. Right. And a way to do it. And they really, it's compelling. And it's shot so well. And when Maude Apatow gets that baseball bat and smacks that woman in the back of the head and just drops her, this movie goes from zero to 60 so fast. Yeah. No, it gets nuts. I, I remember all of a sudden looking like, well, there's blood literally everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it becomes a Tarantino movie at the end, and it I does. did not mind. It's, it's great, though. It's They're fantastic. like, what if it's a fun, quirky rom-com? <laughs> nope. Murder or everyone. this suburb could become a war zone. Assassination Nation is number two. It, nice. almost, it should be number one, but I can't ignore Infinity you, you War. Have what was your number one? Starsborn. We've talked about it. Starsborn really? is my number one. Yes, salty this, dog. This, go, this goes back to now you on our... Your Moulin yes, Rouge is so your favorite now, movie. Now you see a pattern. <laughs> I should have known. Especially because I was like, I know it's on there and I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yet. 
Uh, and mine is Infinity War. And the main reason it's there, I said it at the beginning of the show, I felt like the top ten list had to really be movies that stuck with me and that I've thought about. And I don't think a day goes by that I haven't thought about this movie. Yep. I'm now able to just put it on in the background. And every, and I've had three times now where I've put on this movie and been like, this will be on the background while I write or clean or cook or do something. And as soon as that donut shows up over New York... There's that no other I'm place sitting here for the yeah, rest of the next no two other hours. Place to get up. It's just there. It's 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 relentless, and it's what it's you know a decade long. I've been yeah. waiting for this. I can't pretend. Yeah, but I'll tell you, Assassination Nation and Spider Verse were close. Yeah, no, my top three had been going back and forth. I could interchange yeah. them. Now there were five I didn't see that I felt it like could have been up here, and those were that was American Animals. Can you ever forgive me, Beale Street, on the basis of sex and upgrade? I feel like any one of those could be a competition for at least those bottom yeah, three. Yeah, I want to see. Can you forgive me as well? I just saw Beale Street. Yeah, no, you've got some good ones on there that still need to be seen. I, eighth grade was the one that I had not seen that I was like, maybe. Oh, and Tully. Tully's my other like. That's uh, right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. find it anywhere, and I didn't want to spend fifteen dollars on PS4 yesterday. I wanted to rent it for two bucks, <laughs> and not even on DVD. No, it's no, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> fucking destination wedding. God, you know they don't have a budget when they're like, we'll just make a DVD and not a Blu-ray. Yeah, Keanu Reeves was in your movie. Make a Blu-ray. Fucking John Wick. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> he looks like John Wick in this movie. <laughs> he, he just walked off set. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> um, so 2019, we're 2019. in it. What what are you looking forward to as we go into the next I'll year? I'll burn through these. Do you, yeah. This one will just do my five. And how many yeah, do you have? I have five. five. Okay. Five. Well, then I'll just rip through these. And it's been. I know hour. one of them. We have the exact same. I think two of them. Maybe maybe one is just me. But I'll start at the bottom. God damn it! I want to see Under the Silver Lake, and they're teasing me, Terrence. This movie, if you don't know, is from the guy who did It Follows, and it's like a neo noir mystery movie yeah. uh, with the second Spider Man whose name I just forgot. Oh, Jesus, Garfield. Andrew Garfield, thank <laughs> you. Uh, and it looks so funny and quirky and weird. That's my Ingrid Goes West and Assassination Nation for this year, and it was supposed to come out I say, this I say, year. This is supposed to be and released this every year. Every single time I look at this movie, they've just kicked this can down the road. It's been like, it's, a, we'll be like a week away from release, and I'm like, nope, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on, but yeah. now I need it. Right. <laughs> now I just want to get my now, eyes on it. Now it's like... When you're almost done with finals and it's summer break and you're like just fucking, or if you're from the Midwest and it's June, but it's snowing. Right. And you're like, just get Get, to it. Get get there. Just get to it. It's June. (laughs) Why isn't this year? Yeah. Uh, then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. If this is the love letter to old Hollywood, see that what I think, Quentin Quinn's doing. I'm hit and miss with him every now and then. I'm like, eh. But I love Quentin more than not, so I'll give it a shot. We can see how many times he'll say the N-word. In this, one. Uh, this one will be interesting because there are no r- black... That's not a film He's where he should be himself. saying... Right, like, that's not a film he should be saying that I word I really in. wanted to write differently. <laughs> there won't be any feet. There won't be any N-words. We're really going to go for We're it. going something different. And then you just get the fanboy me for the next three. I'm getting my Pokemon movie this you year. You are. And I need it. Yeah. And that movie looked incredible. Don't yes. shake your head at me, other person in our apartment. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds will be a delight as Detective Pikachu. <laughs> it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit with Pokemon, and it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely great. And then Star Wars at Endgame. Yeah. We're, getting, we're, we're ending two with huge, huge things. Films. You know what's funny? And I'll say this before I get on my list. Star Wars is not on mine. That's fine. And I think I've gotten to Is the point. Is it because The Last Jedi I'm, ended it and you don't know what's going I'm just beat. Like, I think I'm, as a Star Wars fan, I think I'm just beat to a submission where I just, like, I can't get excited anymore. 
So that's not on mine. But yes, uh, my top five. <laughs> well, we got Glass. That's coming the fastest. So Glass is up yep. next. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Unbreakable. It's one of my. It's my favorite M Night film. That makes sense. Period. There's really only like two to pick. Correct, and the, that's one. No one liked Lady in the Water. <laughs> and then Split is really good too. So I um, enjoy that. And we got um, John Wick Three, which I am I am Great. very much anticipating. Us, because that trailer looked bananas. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jordan Peele, I, I'm there for it. I'm there immediately. I have two fan-favorite films, and Game's one of them. Of course. And then my other is, I love the Fast and the Furious franchise. That Hobbs and Shaw, I am all oh, over it. yes. You you give me The Rock, Statham, and Idris Elba, the, directed by the guy who did Deadpool 2, I am there immediately. The only <laughs> way that movie could be better if it was actually a documentary about how angry Vin Diesel was that The Rock <laughs> has stolen his spotlight. The only You're taking my franchise. I, <laughs> the only other movie I would watch is just Vin Diesel in a room like, <sighs> I also had a friend. But only saying it is, I am Groot, and we just understanding what That's he's fine. saying. I just want to see him like, what do you mean I'm not in the next Fast and the Furious <laughs> movie? They're not making any more triple X movies. <laughs> yes. Until we reveal that he's been triple X the, the entire Fast time. The whole time. Yes. I would watch that. Okay, I think that's it. That's our yeah. show, guys. You know the drill. Give us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Hollywood ADI. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Hollywood. Already did it. Uh, I'm at, as always, Blake. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. And that's our show. Later. <laughs>